writing is so powerful and it can help us uncover so many things about ourselves and these different layers about us that we never even knew existed. If we can just take our thoughts and put them on paper, even no matter what it is, if it's messy, just getting something out and we can begin to uncover things about ourselves and discover and relearn things about ourselves that we may have forgotten. I think every woman has an important story to share that they can can touch the lives of someone else and we can all make a difference in other people's lives. And that's, what's going to make the world a beautiful place. Hello, this is Pam December, and this is the Mad for Purple podcast, your place for all things, spirituality, self-actualization, healing, and human design. Keep listening to receive wisdom, tips, and tools as we journey into higher consciousness together. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode from Mad for Purple. Today, I'll be talking with Elizabeth Krauss. She is a 1-3 splenic projector with the right angle cross of the four ways three. The channel of surrender, the channel of the alpha, and markers for being a highly sensitive person and emotional empath. Elizabeth is a writer, podcaster, creative, spiritual seeker, wellness enthusiast, a soul expander, and hippie at heart. She is the founder of righttofeel.com, the Feeling to Healing podcast, and the Right to Feel Collective, which is a safe space for women to come and heal together through the power of writing. Elizabeth's mission is to show other women what the power of writing and sharing their voice can do for their soul and for the lives of others. Welcome, Elizabeth. So happy to have you on the show today. Thank you for having me here, Pam. I'm really, really excited to talk to you. I just feel like I know you. So this is going to be really fun. This is going to be a lot of fun. And yeah, I feel the same way. So what I'd like to start off with is asking about when and maybe how your spiritual journey began. Well, it really started to where I can pinpoint it back in 2013. And it really started for me when I decided to leave a very toxic and abusive relationship. I was living with my mom for about a year and a half, really diving into the self-development and spiritual journey. My first really spiritual book was Return to Love by Marianne Williamson. And I was writing a lot. I was going to therapy. I was in another group therapy with a a lot of women and it just kind of took off. I took my first yoga class. I'd never done yoga before and things kind of just unfolded from there. And it's been quite a journey since I've definitely evolved within that spiritual journey even more up to now because we're still evolving. We always evolve, right? I've always had really beautiful conversations with my mom too. So I feel like it's always been a part of me and always been in inside of me, this truth seeking, this knowing about myself, that there's something inside of me that's just burning. And it's, you know, we go through things, our teenage years in our twenties, where we kind of say, quote unquote, lose ourselves. But yeah, I would say right when I decided that enough was enough, that why am I putting myself through something to where I'm making myself really feel unworthy. And I know I'm meant for more and I'm not meant to live in the type of environment that I was in. I just, once I said goodbye, I never looked back and it's been a crazy journey, but it's, it's beautiful. I mean, I'm married now to the most amazing man when I have two beautiful babies and things are totally different than when they were that long ago. So I'm just, I'm grateful for it all. 
I can really relate to that piece where, yeah, you just make the decision that I'm not doing this anymore. And I know I deserve better. And it just is. Yeah, there's a lot of things too. I um I'm a pretty open book with my ex-partner. I ended up getting pregnant. I lost the baby at 11 weeks and that baby saved my life because I don't know where I would have been. I mean, my life would look completely different. So, I always hold that space for my child and thank my child for giving me the life that I have now. So, it's funny how something that brought of course so much heartache and I still think about that child and what could have been with that child, but that child of mine saved my life. And it's just, you know, so, I mean, they're looking down on me and they're like, that's my mom and she's rising and she's risen and they'd be so happy for me. Oh my goodness. The connection. That's so beautiful that you have that connection with your child, even though they're not here on earth Mm -hmm. feeling that. So a lot of what you do, like with your website has to do with writing. And you did mention Mm -hmm. that that was part of your journey was writing. So has writing like always been a part of your life or is it something that you picked up more in, in 2013? Yeah. Well, I look back, I struggled a lot in my twenties after going on this path, you know, we think, man, I'm just, I'm meant for so much more. And I was done with the corporate world. And I knew that I wanted to make a bigger impact and I wanted to have women come into my life. And I knew I wanted to work with women. So that's been a journey all in itself, but where the writing piece comes in, it like hit me like a ton of bricks. Like this is something that's always been a part of me. And I just never realized it. I've journaled and written my entire life since I was a kid, making up stories, creating things. Um, it's always been a place where I've been able to learn a lot about myself, especially, you know, I lost my father at 15 from cancer. And I realized too, I journaled a lot throughout that time of my life. And even when I was in that toxic relationship, I was still journaling. I was journaling my emotions and journaling my feelings. So the writing piece has always been a part of me and how right to feel came about. It's like writing is so powerful and it can help us uncover so many things about ourselves and these different layers about us that we never even knew existed. If we can just take our thoughts and put them on paper, even no matter what it is, if it's messy, just getting something out and we can begin to uncover things about ourselves and discover and relearn things about ourselves that we may have forgotten. So I'm like, how can I meld this writing that I love so much and create a space for women who want to grow more on their spiritual path and learn more about themselves and be their own best friend, but still have this support with other women and a safe container to do that. So that's how Right to Feel came to be. I started out as a blog, um, doing things just kind of intuitively now, what feels good. My podcast transitioned to, to go along with Right to Feel. And the blog no longer resonates with me. My collective really does. My Right to Feel collective resonates and just helping women use the power of writing and their voice to help get their message out because I think every woman has an important story to share that they can touch the lives of someone else and we can all make a difference in other people's lives. And that's what's going to make the world a beautiful place. So that's kind of how Right to Feel started. And it's my baby. It's my other baby. And I've just, I've loved watching it grow. 
Oh, that sounds so good. And it's a whole journey, right? Of that self-reflection, learning to recognize your own value and then how that journey in itself is of value to other people. And I think as women, we've just been taught for so long, and I'm not saying like instructed, but conditioned, I guess. Yeah. Long to not necessarily value ourselves the way that we should because our primary role has been caregiver. So really learning how to be a caregiver, not only to others, but to ourselves. And that's so interesting that you say that too, because I had mentioned before we started recording that my husband is traveling. And so I have two little ones and this morning. It's really cold here. I'm, I live in Indiana and I'm so busy getting my children ready and my husband making sure he's got everything he needs. And I get in the car and I'm on my way to take my daughter to Montessori school. And I go, I forgot my coat. And I just reflected on that for a minute. And I was like, Whoa, Elizabeth. This is just analyze this and just think about this. You put everybody before yourself and you completely forgot about your needs, keeping yourself warm, right? Because it's cold. And it was just like, okay, come back to yourself. Remember that you're important too. You can do all these other things, but come back to finding yourself and remember that you are just as important. Your needs are just as important and don't forget that. So that was a huge lesson for me today. I try to really become more aware of my thought process and my feelings. And I think that is a part of the spiritual journey too. We become automatically, the more we dive into this work, we become more aware, you know, even if it's just right recognizing things that we do or patterns that we have. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to change overnight, but it's just coming back to that awareness. And that is something in itself. Absolutely. Because without awareness, there can't be change. And what's beautiful about doing this work is like you get to a place where you have that awareness, but you don't make yourself wrong for having been in that place. It's like just, okay, yeah, I was there. I made these choices. I can make different choices next time. And that's, that's what it was. It was like, how can I do this differently next time? You know, yeah. even if it's just putting my coat next to the door. So I, and do that first thing. So it's like, I am consciously putting myself first to make sure that I don't forget my coat. So. So how is it with a young family and building a business? Like, how are you managing to balance those? It's a challenge. I will say that it has its days. There are days that I find myself because I'm loving what I'm doing. I absolutely love it. And I find myself really trying to not separate the two so much because the business is a part of me, but knowing when to turn off the business and the doing even because it's so fun and being with my children because they're so young and they're growing up so fast. So sometimes I catch myself and it goes back to that awareness piece. Like, okay, you can do this later. You don't need to do this now, you know, come back to this later, maybe when they're napping or when they're asleep for the night and you have your time. I'm very grateful that my husband is so supportive of me and my dreams that I don't feel like he ever makes me feel like secondary in what I'm trying to build. So that's been beautiful. And I feel like I'm now just now starting to get a really good balance with my schedule and trying to incorporate the masculine and the feminine, having my own schedule and, and saying, no, this is important to me. It's okay. And I am very blessed that my mother is able to watch my children for a little while so I can get these things done because it makes me ultimately a better person because I'm, you know, I get to connect with other women and I get to learn more about myself in the process and it's going to make me 
a better mother and more conscious and aware. And it has its days. It's very challenging trying to juggle because my husband has some businesses that he's building too. So it's just communication too has been the key factor in our family, like giving me the time to do this and I'm going to give him the time to do this. So it's been, I'm very grateful for the fact that I have a very supportive partner to be able to understand my needs as a woman and and a business owner. So it's been a beautiful process. Doesn't mean it's not challenging, but it's beautiful. I was just looking at your chart and when you're talking about your to-do list, basically, and you have an undefined route and there can be a lot of pressure around getting out from underneath that to-do list. And it sounds like you're not succumbing to that. You Mm -hmm. have boundaries around that energy. Yeah, it's true what they say. If you want to learn more about yourself and how you work, start a business because that alone in itself on top of being, because my children are 15 months apart. My son is going to be one in February and my daughter just turned two in November. It's all a learning experience between being a young mother, you know, with young children and a business owner, I'm just trying to meld the two. Also, because I also look at my daughter and I'm like, wow, if she can see what her mommy is doing and the fact that she can have both, I feel like that's going to instill in my daughter and my son that they can ultimately do what they love to do, no matter what that looks like and have a family. And it's just, they're going to see me being able to balance it and how I do it. And that's going to carry over to them because I'm basically going to be leading by example, right? Because that's kind of just how it works in family dynamics. Exactly. And our generation didn't necessarily have that example to live by or to compare against. And so, yeah, we're learning how to do this our way. Yeah, it's uh, interesting. I wouldn't change it for anything. Same, same. I totally Mm -hmm. feel that. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, on top of all of this, like your projector, your non-sacral being, how do you, do you get naps in when you can? Like, do you have a good sleep routine? Like, how do you take care of your body? Yeah, it's, I know before that we kind of talked a little bit about human design and that I was a projector and I'm still learning what that truly means. And I honestly, I love to sleep. It doesn't really happen a whole lot right now. And I try to get naps in where I can, especially on top of everything else, like growing a business. I've found out not too long ago that I have a form of epilepsy. So sleep has really been a challenge that I'm trying to balance. I'm trying to really go back to putting my health first. So really listening and tuning into my body with what it needs, when it needs to rest, when it needs, and just like, listen to these little pings that I need. Like yesterday, for example, I was like, you need to make some soup. You need some warmth. So I just made some soup yesterday and I'm really, really trying to just get quiet and listen to what it is that Elizabeth needs. Cause we are all different. We all need different things depending upon where we are on our journey and where we are in our lives. My life looked so different six years ago and it's not that it's better or worse. It's just different. And so I feel like, you know, even five years from now, my kids are going to be at a different stage and life's going to look different for me then. And maybe I'll need different things at that time. So it's really coming back to that present moment and being a projector. I know all the things about waiting for the invitation too. So I've really tried to infuse that with my being as a whole and not just business related. But I have found that if I'm really in tune with what I need to balance and if I'm off, like, okay, what is it that I need? Like, we think it's so silly because we ask everybody else, right? You know, especially as women, what do you need? What do you 
need? What can I do for you? How can I help you? It's so easy to do that, especially, you know, making sure everything's okay. That's how I was this morning. What do you need, honey? What, what can I get for you? You have this, this, this contact solution, all these things. Oh, I got to get the kid. Elizabeth, what do you need right now in this moment? So, and that's a learning process too. That's a, that's a process of coming back to worthiness that I have a right to get my needs met also. Yeah, that's huge. And knowing to take that space to really come into center, check in with your own authority and making decisions from that place. That's that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm still learning about my projector human design type because what I've learned about it is really fascinating. Human design is super, super fascinating. And I think it's something that's very, very helpful. Parts that I have learned have been very helpful for me. So this is making me want to just dive deeper into that too. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I try and get everybody to do that in some way, shape or form because yeah, Mm -hmm. it's just been so life-changing for me as well. Mm. And that's the thing with human design, like it's so deep, but it's so layered. It's very much like we end up with the information that we need at the time. We take time with it, we integrate it, and then new information will present itself. And mm-hmm. it's just this, it's the same with the spiritual journey, right? And self-development is just this continual spiral of things. So along the lines of your human design, you have an undefined emotional solar plexus, which leads to being an emotional empath. So mm. I find it really fascinating that your podcast Feeling to healing and then you're doing right to feel as well. I just find that fascinating that like this is in your chart being an emotional empath and you're using that as a gift for others. I didn't even know that that's, you said it was an undefined emotional solar plexus. And that's what emotional impact. I can't, I'm like shaking my head. Yes. I feel things so deeply. I feel like I'm just now coming into that, especially the last half of 2021. It's so weird to say that, but coming into this year, I'm really now feeling like I'm grounded and knowing like, yes, I am an emotional empath and I am okay with that. And I'm going to use that to be a light for others instead of let it drain me and still learn my boundaries because we all have our limits, right? And it's just up to us to really understand that. So I can wholeheartedly shake my head yes to the empath because oof, sometimes it's just, I find myself the older I get too. And the more that I'm just learning more about myself, it's like, I can't do certain things that I used to do anymore. Like crowds of people, even family functions. I'm like, that was a lot. I love to be by myself. I love to find the time to be by myself. I just, I need it to recalibrate. I have to have it or it's just, I'm not a happy person. Yes. And you're not alone in that. Yeah. And I think we become more sensitive in a lot of ways, but it allows us to create better boundaries. 100% agree. And I feel like really boundaries is a huge thing. I feel like I'm ready to learn more about myself when it comes to boundaries end of the year, especially when the sensitivity was, you know, coming up more for me. I'm like, okay, I need to have these boundaries come along with that because if I don't, it's going to just be a huge mess. That's just it. Cause any of us that are open, undefined in those, especially emotional solar plexus, like we've all been at some point in our lives taking on other people's emotions, thinking that they're ours and being completely overwhelmed by them. Yeah. And that's the thing. I have so many ideas and visions for right to feel and what I want to bring into this community. And just, I see this space for women to just come together and bringing in those boundaries, I think is really important because 
because I don't want to get burnt out on any of this and throw it away because I feel like there's so much there that can be so helpful for so many women that I need to make sure that I'm taking care of myself on certain levels so I can continue to be that space holder for other women. So then they can be that space holder for others. So it's just a continual thing. Of that. Yeah, it's so important to, to do that for ourselves, not only for ourselves, but that's an example for our children and, and mm-hmm. our communities. And the more people that get on board with this kind of living, mm-hmm. the better. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, it's needed now more than ever. <laughs> So in your community, is there a process that you lead women through specifically? Basically, it's evolving. I feel like it's going to grow with me. It's still relatively new. And so the right women will come in. Um, They're going to be the founding members. So they're ultimately helping me build this. How it's been structured as of right now is it's more of there's like sections and categories for women can just come in there, have a safe space. If they're wanting assistance with something, if they have questions, if they want to work through something, they have this place to come in and just write. If they feel they're bursting and they don't know what to do and writing is something that is so meaningful to them, but they want to share it and have someone who honors the writing process and sees it as sacred. Also, they can just come in there and kind of brain dump, you know, and just talk to the group, the collective as if, you know, they're having a a cup of coffee, you know, or I've written poetry in there. I have things that come through. I do a lot of channels writing. I have a lot of things that come through. I actually, right now I have bi-weekly wine and write nights. I have one tonight. It's an hour long and the women in the collective show up and it's really intuitively guided. And we journal. Like last time we journaled to a playlist and we shared and it was a very healing experience. A woman that was in there, she was just having a really, really rough day. And she just wrote and she's like, typically I would have to solve something because I'm a very type A personality, but this was helpful just getting it out on paper. So we have those times where we come together and there's other ideas that I have to, this is in the, the real baby stages. And I see this being something so beautiful. And my goal is for women to just be able to know that they have this safe, sacred space to share and to connect with other women and just write what's on their heart without any judgment, no matter if they're just having a bad day. If it's like, I don't want to be a mother today. I'm struggling. I don't know why I want to have children. You know, I sometimes we're human. We have those thoughts, right? I'm sure I'm not the only woman out there that has had that thought. So this is a space to do that. That's just an example. I want that to be a place where women can just let go and just know that they are being seen and heard and just taken care of. So yeah, it's the right to feel collective. That sounds amazing. There's such power in women coming together and just honoring and missing each other, holding space. It's so healing. I myself, I'm part of an online temple and that's each month we go through a different archetype and the majority of it is women sharing and witnessing each other through their process. So I love that. Yeah, you've created this sacred space and do it through writing. 
Thank you. It's yeah. And it just downloaded to me one day. It's like, take something that you love and do something with that. Something that comes. And it's funny things that are like right in front of us, things that we do in our everyday that we love with no thought that comes so easy to us that we just get lost in. We think that everybody loves to do it or it comes easy to everybody else. So why would we even want to attempt something like that? And it just, it's easy. Things should be easy. And that's also another reason why I'm also, I have a part of the right to feel brand that is not only helping women express through writing and getting their words out online or on paper, but through sharing their voice through speaking. And I have loved creating my own podcast. And I have found that all the techie stuff has been very cathartic for me and beautiful because I have a musical background. And so being able to do all of the editing for myself personally, I would get lost in. And I know there's so many women that it overwhelms them or it's not something they enjoy and it comes so easily for me. And so when I let go and kind of surrender to that, I'm working with women now who have a message to say and they want to share it and I'm helping them with that too. So Right to Feel has kind of birthed into helping women get their voices heard through the power of writing and speaking. And it's just It's so beautiful how we can have an idea and then it just evolves into something else and it just, it fits and it feels so good. It has to be easy. Yeah. Let it be easy. Yes. We take our own gifts for granted. Totally. Like what you're saying, because it comes easy, we don't necessarily see the value in that, but there is. And Mm -hmm. yeah, this week has been the big lesson for me around it can be easy and allowing it to be easy and not fighting it. There's part of me that's like, no, I still need to do all of these things. And it's like, no, it gets to be easy. Yeah. Yeah. Why we just, and that goes back to what we were talking about, just this conditioning, this conditioning that, and I still struggle with it. If we we're not doing A, B, C, D, E, F, G all on our list that it's like, we're not worthy enough or we're not doing a good enough job or we're not getting anything done. And that's, it's so not the case at all. It's been incredible what has happened in my life personally, when I have let go of that and I've just increased my energetic frequency and things have so effortlessly unfolded this surrendering. And I really have stepped into what that surrender truly means. And it, for me right now, it just means ease and openness and allowing and just flowing. So it's been, this whole journey has been incredible. Even the lows, the lows have taught me things about myself too. That's one of the things too, when we first start out on our, like when we're first like ready to do the work, like we're like, okay, I'm ready. We don't quite yet see when we're first starting out that the hardships that we face are there to teach us lessons lessons and to help us go deeper and learn more about ourselves. And then we get to this place where we, you know, all the uncovering and the the peeling back of the layers, we can see, wow, that happened, which led me to that, which led me to this. And that's why I'm here. And that's why I met this person. And it's all so beautiful. So the next time we have that realization and the next time we go through something that is difficult, it's like, okay, bring it on. What am I going to learn about myself now? Let's find this out. I'm ready to grow some more. Let's go. So it's 
fun. The spiritual journey can be so much fun. And sometimes I think we just think it's just this deep, dark process that we have to go through to get out to the other side. And I think it's just a mixture, of course, of the yin and the yang, but it's just, it's fun to learn about yourself because that ultimately, like you said, it's going to make us stronger women and we're just going to be more conscious women more conscious parents, all the things spouses, all the things. That's exactly it. And that's going to spill out into businesses, corporations, government, communities, Mm -hmm. like in the grander scheme of things, this is world changing. Is it going to happen tomorrow? No, but we're definitely on that path. Yeah. And maybe it's not going to happen in my generation either, but at least my children will be able to have that example. And the more people, women, especially that can step up and say, yes, I'm powerful. Yes. I have a voice. Yes. I matter. Our children are going to see that and it's just going to ripple out. And then maybe it's not in my children's generation either, but it could be in the next one. It could be in their children's, you know, it's little by little. It's those baby steps that are going to lead us to just changing everything, but it starts with us. Yes, it starts with us, it starts with you, it starts with me. I love that. Was there anything that we haven't touched on that you're excited to talk about right now? I just think that this is a beautiful time to be alive. Even though there's so much hardship going on in the world, I feel like the world as a whole is moving into a different energetic frequency. And I've just seen it through conversation and just witnessed it through people's interactions. It's a, it's a hard time on the physical sense, but it's just a beautiful time to be alive. I was talking to a friend today about that and I'm grateful to be here now, even with all this stuff that's happening. I'm grateful to be here because I feel like the more we can do that, uncovering that self-development work, it's just gonna, like we said, expand out into the world and it's the world's just going to shift more. We're going to become more conscious. We're going to become more aware of how it starts with me. It starts with you. It starts with us. That's going to literally impact the world. And I never used to think how I used to think, how can one person, how can one person make a difference? But, oh, we can, we can totally. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing with healing, healing anything within ourselves actually heals our families going forwards and backwards. I've witnessed it in my own journey, just how much me being more me and yeah, healing those traumas and, and things like that, just how much I've seen my other family members come into their own paths. And yeah, it's like opening a door for other people. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just so grateful. I'm grateful for it all. I would agree. It's a beautiful, wonderful time through all the challenges and the heartache. And I know there's been a lot of tragedy the last couple of years. I don't want to lessen anybody's experience. If that's where you're at, then I feel for you, honor that's where you're at. And I hope that, that we can all come into a place where we can be grateful and feel blessed to be where we're at during these times. Absolutely. So if listeners would like to come find you, where are you on the interwebs? I like to hang out on Instagram mostly. Uh, they can find me at I am Elizabeth Krause, K-R-A-U-S-E. And my website is righttofeel.com. That's W-R-I-T-E to feel.com. There's a link to go to my collective. If anyone is interested in finding out more about that and being one of the founding members, that is collective.righttofeel.com. 
com, And then I have my podcast, which I would love to have you also be a guest on, Pam. I think it would just be wonderful. It's Feeling to Healing. It's on Apple Podcasts and uh, Spotify and the major platforms. I have a freebie that I was wanting to give anybody who wanted this meditation to just bring themselves back to a space of creativity and this openness. I actually channeled this meditation and you can go to my Instagram bio. It's about a 10 minute meditation. It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. Awesome. We'll we'll make sure and have all the links in the show notes. Listeners can find them easily. And yeah, so thank you so much for being here. This was such a great conversation. I'm so glad to have finally met you face to face. Me too, Pam. Thank you so much. It's been an honor. What another delightful episode in the books. Oh, that was such a great conversation. Thank you so much for listening to this week's show. If you'd like to connect with Elizabeth, all of her information will be in the episode description, or you can head to my website, madforpurple.com to access the show notes. Some takeaways from the episode. One, remember that you are important and your needs are important. Two, communication is important to having our needs met within any relationship structure. Three, sometimes our inner voice is really quiet. So tune in and listen as often as possible. Four, writing and journaling are excellent gateways for processing emotional energy. And five, you are worthy whether you feel you've been productive or not. If you are enjoying listening to the podcast as much as I am in creating it and you'd like to support me in the show, please share this episode or head over to Apple and leave a review. Speaking of reviews, Jamie Renee says, fascinating, excited to listen and learn these nuggets that are truly fascinating fascinating. Thanks, Pam, for bringing this to us. And from Jenny Liu 134 they say, gentle soul and full of wisdom. Pam has such a gentle heart and is a wealth of knowledge. In the short time I've known her, she's taught me so much about myself and opened a huge door for my personal and spiritual growth. She really has changed my life by helping me become more aligned with my authentic self and how to honor it. I understand and accept all parts of myself much more and live with more peace, ease, and optimism. I'm a fan and follower of everything mad for purple. And I'm so happy there's a podcast now where I can get even more of Pam's wisdom, clarity, and validation on my road to self-actualization. The world needs more of this goodness. Thank you, Pam. Thank you, Jamie and Jenny, for your support. It means so much. And just reading your kind words, you're going to make me cry. So thank you so much. If you'd like to continue this conversation around right to feel, head to the Mad for Purple podcast group over on Facebook or message me on Instagram. I will be hosting a four-day series on human design this month, and you can find all the details in the Facebook group as well, or by joining my newsletter. So links for that will all be in the description. Before you leave, don't forget to hit that subscribe or follow button on your podcast listening app so that you don't miss an episode. The new episodes come out each Thursday, so be sure to tune in. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you then.